Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did. Well, that was uncalled for. <laughs> Man. I couldn't, couldn't help I mean, myself. Was, uh, Paul, first of all, I didn't do that. That was DJ. No, you did. Tough crowd. I didn't do that. <laughs> yeah. Did Jordana do that? No, Jordana's not her here. Fault? We can talk all we want about her. She's not even in the country right now. We can. Oh, my. Yeah. Oh, my. How Scandals. are you, sir? I'm okay. I'm I'm well. How are you? I'm okay. We started talking the show today because Dave is making uh, maple syrup. He's tapped his maple tree, solo maple mm-hmm. tree, and we started talking about hobbies. About not a lot of people have, uh, or at least I perceive, not a lot of people have hobbies anymore in the classic sense of old school kind of hobbies. Do you have hobbies? And if so, what are they? Napping. Yep. That works. I love to nap. I'm good at it. I've perfected it. Uh, I mean, I, I would say travel. Yep. And I know that doesn't really qualify as a hobby. I think it does. does. It? I think it does. Yeah. I mean, I dabble in golf. Uh, I I wish I was a handyman. I, I wish I could yeah. make stuff at home in yeah. my garage, but I would cut off fingers yeah. and, and other limbs. I'm not that guy either. I, yep. I just, you know, I I think all of us have gifts, and some people have multiple gifts, but the whole handyman thing, mm-hmm. that's just not my gift. Yeah. I, I wish it was, but... I'm know, an incredible you, lover. It, I'm an incredible lover. I think that constitutes... <laughs> that's a, your hobby. That's a good hobby, yes. <laughs> that's a good one. I'm writing this down. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, the reason we uh, want you on today is I saw a tweet yesterday from Michael Lowry, who uh, is a hurricane specialist for a number of organizations, including the Weather Channel. And he tweeted yesterday, sea surface temperatures across the Atlantic main development region, where most mm-hmm. of our strong storms uh, are formed during the peak months of hurricane season, are as warm right now in mid-February as they are in the middle of July. And that was shocking to me. And... And what he says that means for the hurricane season this year. Uh, how closely do you monitor things like this, and would you concur with what he's saying? Well, I certainly wouldn't buy a home in Florida. Yeah. Um, we like to go down there to the panhandle, but I would rent because not even I want to watch the Weather Channel that much. But um, it is concerning, and it's part of a broader trend. The last 10 years have been the 10 warmest years on record, and 90% of the additional heating caused by burning fossil fuels and other sources is going into the oceans. And keep in mind, 71% of the planet covered in water. So obviously, we react to what's happening in our backyard. We look at the thermometer and say, mm-hmm. oh, well, this is unusual or this is normal. But the oceans are really a long-term bank. If if you can think, when you go to the bank and you make a deposit, let's say you deposit $1,000, you get a little bit of interest from that deposit. And we are depositing incredible amounts of warmth into the world's oceans. And that comes back in the form of interest. Some of that warmth 
over time slowly bleeds back into the atmosphere. So there's this dynamic between the oceans and the atmosphere. Adam, I saw a statistic. I had to do a double take. Um, The UN Climate Assessment says that between 1971 and 2018, the ocean gained 396 zettajoules of heat. I'm not terribly up on zettajoules, but it's it's a measure of of oceanic heat. And that that's equivalent roughly to 25 billion Hiroshima atomic bombs going off the heat generated by those bombs. It's it's just kind of lurking in the ocean. And because we don't live in the ocean, maybe it's not top of mind. But some of that amazing warmth. And by the way, uh, last year was the warmest year ever recorded for the world's oceans. And the last six years have been record-breaking so it's part of of a broader trend that you may or may not have heard me talking about for the last 25 years and i hope the climate scientists are wrong for the sake of your kids your your grandkids but i see no evidence that they're wrong and some people are still in denial people believe kind of what they want to believe what fits their worldview but reality has a way of biting us in the butt And and the weather weirding we're seeing this winter, probably the warmest winter on record, combination of things. Yes, there is an El Nino, but I've never seen a previous El Nino do what happened this winter with 24 days above freezing in a row. We had a January thaw that went 24 days in the Twin Cities. That hasn't happened before. And so we're, we're Getting more glimpses, more weather weirding, more people saying, you know, I haven't seen this before. Mm -hmm. This is unusual. What the heck is going on? And I just want to be clear, not every winter is going forward is going to be like this winter. We will have average winters with average snow. But if the trends continue, we'll probably see fewer polar vortexes where it's below zero for week after week, like it was back in the 70s, and more winters like this where we see abnormal warmth. Not every day, not every winter, but more and more. And so you need to step back and look at the broader trends. And that's that's something that's above my pay grade. Yeah. I rely on experts. Wouldn't think of wiring a home by myself. I rely on electricians and plumbers and airline pilots and doctors and climate scientists. And just because you watched one YouTube video <laughs> yeah. doesn't make you an expert. I'm sorry. It it doesn't. You're not. More evidence of that, too. You mentioned, like, I see this. Dave gave me this article about Great Lakes ice cover being a record low for mid-February. I've, you know, the retaining pond behind my house has frozen and thawed probably three times this winter, and it's just it's astonishing. It is. I think this is a, a radical example, and people say, is this going to be, you know, our winters the future? I think it's it's a trend, and, and the weather and the climate doesn't move in a straight line, and we're going to have some colder winters, but we're going to have more milder than normal winters. And so that's a silver lining for many, but for people that rely on snow and cold to make a livelihood, um, you know, all the ski resorts, cross-country skiing, ice skating, we live in the state of hockey. It's weird not having usable ice. Yeah. 
uh, most of the winter. But yeah, the Great Lakes ice cover at a record low for mid-February. Um, Lake Superior, it, it, when you look at that data, it's it's jarring. I mean, there's virtually no ice on Lake Superior. And that's a good proxy for how the entire winter is going yep. in terms of temperatures. And so, yeah, it is, it is bizarre, and it's going to be up in the 40s next week and more 40s in late February. And, you know, could we get some corrections in March? Yeah, but you don't generally see sub-zero weather in March. It's possible, but it's pretty rare. So I think winter is pretty much over after yep. this shot. It's- we're going to be seeing mostly 30s and 40s deep into March, and then, you know, maybe we'll get that early spring that we haven't gotten in yeah. recent years. I don't pretend to know, but we're kind of due. I have an ice castle, ice castle ice fishing house. Would you like to buy it? <laughs> Heavily discounted. Give you, good, give you a good deal on that. Yeah. Hey, Adam, does it float? Uh, no. Well, I haven't tried, but I'll, I'll leave that to you. Why don't you give it a shot and let me know how that works out? I love I love experiments. I'll, I'll have my I'll have my friends try it first. Thanks, Paul. Have a great weekend, sir. You too, Adam. Happy weekend, yep. Paul Douglas. Eleven seventeen. Uh, coming up next, the one and only Chad Hartman. It's dumber than we thought. A Friday edition for two segments on CCO. Eleven twenty two. News Talk eight three zero WCCO. Oh, there he is. Uh, just walked in studio. Chad is with me, uh, looking great. I love the sweater. <laughs> <laughs> Moose Hartman joins us. <sighs> it's so good. Tell that story again. By the way, my hobby, bodybuilding. I'm really yes. into bodybuilding right now. I was going to get that to you. You're stealing my thunder. That was going to be my first question about your hobbies. Yes, yeah, so yeah. years ago, uh, we had Moose. Moose Miller, was a, uh, he was a full-time host for a while here. and then, He was yep. Steve Cannon's That's right. original replacement. Yep. And then he was on the uh, on the bench on the rotation of fill-in hosts, but he was in Florida uh, doing the show for Florida. Mustache loved him, yes. And he because um, he had a full time gig, I think, down in Florida, so he would fill in here. But he didn't want to reveal that he was in Florida. And I mean, I get yep. that, but I mean, he went to the point of Jordana was. This is back when Jordana was. He was so he was filling in for John Williams. Jordana was John Williams' news anchor. So he introduced Jordana reading the news, and it was me. I said, oh, it's Moose, it's me. It's Adam Carter. Oh, oh. And he said, Adam, I didn't see you walk into the studio. I'm like, yes, of course you didn't, because I, I wouldn't have walked into the studio in Florida. Yeah. So. Well, there's there's great stories about that, too, because another part of that, you would write the news for Jordana. Yes. It was the audience of Jordana finds out about the news at 3.03. Yes. Yep. Her dad would be like, she'd be reacting Whoa. just like, you know, there's something Whoa. to that. Did like, anybody hear about live this? Reaction. Yes. <laughs> She's so in good. Spain right now. I know. I Visiting know. her daughter. Your show, honestly. I mean, yeah. David, I assume he's the North Pole tomorrow yep. or something just for the weekend. Uh, yeah, and, we're going to rename it the know. Adam or Jordana show. <laughs> yes. Kind of makes yes. sense. So, yeah, hobby. Obviously, golf is a hobby of yours. Yes. Uh, what else? Golf what else is, is there? Is, um, you know, I thought about that because I heard the start of the show. You know, my, my biggest hobby is Q, yeah. right? Because I have a son with the health challenges that he does. I mean, the one of the main reasons we're on this California adventure is Q. 
And I was just talking to Dave, and you probably can hear too. You know, we, we've already we drove up to L.A. We're driving back up to L.A. this weekend. Michael Carlos' son's coming out. I can't wait to see him. How was that, by we the way? How was it? A, is that a long drive, and do you, do you get stuck in the traffic? Um, part of the beauty of so we're in Palm Desert. Okay, part of the beauty of this location is now we drove up in rush hour, and we were fortunate because we know what. The Twin Cities rush hours, like I mean, think about L.A. and I've and I've been out here a lot because of the Wolves. It could have been five hours. It was two hours and forty minutes. And then on the ride home after the the Wolves shellacked them, let's say we all were going about eighty five miles an hour collectively. Yeah, it was like two oh five. Wow. You know, San Diego's about two hours and twenty minutes away. Uh, Vegas and Phoenix are about three and a half to four hours away. Oh, and, and We've already tried a couple hikes out here. We're going to go to Joshua Tree. There's just a lot to do. You know, I love, you know, in the summer, I love being outside in Minnesota. Yeah, golf, golf's my thing, but the old man walk, the biking, the adventure seeking with Quinton. I love travel. This, this has just been a reminder of, listen, I live in the Twin Cities area for a reason. I, I thoroughly enjoy it. My family's there. But there's just so many cool places to see. You know, and the two of you do that often. I I can't do it quite as much as I want to because of Q and our concerns. But whether it's traveling our country or traveling the globe, if it fits within your budget, it's amazing yeah. to see. Because we just can't just, hey, I mean, today I'm going to go to Fridley. Okay, fine. Fridley's great, but go to Iceland with you. Yeah. You know, David's trip coming up. I mean, there's just the world is out there, and life goes by in a blink of the eye. And it, you just it, the, the 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 invaluable part of travel it gives you a new perspective on your own life and how things are here. It's so weird too because it's like you come a, you grow accustomed to like being here downtown Minneapolis, like all the buildings yep. and things. But it's like if you go to a different downtown, it's like, oh, this is so new. And it gives you great perspective and great appreciation, really, for what you have here, too, of uh, the, the great and nice things we have here, too. I agree with yeah. you 100% on that. So, so, you know, life is about so many things, including making memories. Yep. And by the way, you know what a memory can be? Just hanging out with your significant other. Yeah. Right? Or oh, a great day at work. We've made a lot of memorable moments, especially. Yeah. <laughs> You know, but also, you know what it can be? Uh, a trip to Joshua Tree or yeah. a trip to the Boundary Waters or uh, go somewhere in Mexico, go somewhere in Canada, uh, go to Spain. And I get it. Not everybody can just, hey, I got nothing yeah. going this weekend. Let's go to Moscow, you know, but find different ways to explore the world. But, yeah, I looked on the uh, text. I, I think I'm pushing back on you. I don't think hobbies have slowed down. Yeah. I really don't. I think a lot of people are every bit as determined. And by the way, when I go on these trips, I'm still on my phone all the time. Yeah. You know, so I actually, no, you're right. This. And, uh, you know, I've, actually the phone sometimes enhances our hobbies. Yes, it does. Yeah. 
Because of like we lo- we we look up different techniques or different things to try. Excuse me. Yeah, I know what you're doing on your phone. Pornhub is that? That's I have hobby. all those techniques down, Adam. I can assure you. Try, try the other hand. You never know. <laughs> <laughs> Dave, well, okay. Dave so, is just shaking his head. It's like I, I, mean, I should, love getting I'm him just, I'm leaving. My God, what's happened? <laughs> what's to happened CCO? to CCO? Well, uh, like I heard this week. Uh, with Jordana was like, I've never used YouTube before. And even I, I know. Okay, I'm like, I was she doesn't have it on her phone. She doesn't have it on her phone. Like, haven't used YouTube before? What? Seriously? What are you talking about? Unbelievable. Um, Unbelievable. Yeah. I t- you mentioned powerlifting though. I forgot that I I had Sloan Martin on earlier in the show, and she actually is a powerlifter. She does that as a hobby. Well, excuse me. I'm I'm into bodybuilding. Bodybuilding. Yes, I'm clear sorry. here. They're they're very different. I'm yes. very insulted. Sloan is a power lifter. Power really? lifter. Yes. I have. I had no idea. I had her on to talk about Caitlin Clark and the impact that yeah. she's had. Caitlin, yeah. I, it's stunning. I mean, as advertised, and um, where do you put her? And I was trying to think of somebody who's impacted a sport like she has, whereas like. Even kids from other and Sloan pointed. It's not just girls with wearing her jerseys; boys are wearing her jerseys. Oh, it's absolutely! It, it's such an impact. Absolutely, uh, Waylon is on with me two oh five today. Great to talk about Caitlin. I was uh, I've had this conversation with my basketball friends for a while. First of all, no one in college sports carries the gravitas of Caitlin Clark right now. I don't whatever. Um, was there a college football player carried the swagger of Caitlin and the success and the phenomenon and the interest? And then I sort of think, who's the last college basketball player who was that big of an attraction? Now, obviously, we've had a lot of great players because mm-hmm. there's a lot of great NBA and WNBA players. But must see, Adam, you know, everywhere she goes, they set another attendance record, right? And... She's at Williams on the 28th. That's been sold out for how long? I mean, if they put that, considering our proximity to Des Moines, and the dirty little secret, secret is we're the, we're the state of basketball. Yep. We're not the state of hockey. There's way more basketball fans. I think they could get 35000 at U.S. Bank. Yeah. Don't you? Oh, I, easily. I think easily. Maybe more. Yeah. 50 maybe. You know, I, I, college basketball for me has deteriorated dramatically. Yeah. Men's. For a myriad of reasons, Men's. I honestly think you go back to the Fab Five, you go back to those Leitner teams. Yeah, Leitner, that's and what I, I got was it. thinking. Right? There, there have been great teams since there. But there was like, okay, here comes Jalen Rose, Chris Weber, Juwan Howard. Here comes Bobby Hurley, Leitner, and Grant Hill. You know, guys leave so fast, the quality of play. She's it. And... I love that she's confident. I love that she's got yes. swagger. Yes. And if you see her off court, she's genuine. She's kind. But you know what, on court? You know what she's saying to you? I'm going to kick your ass. Yep. And that's the whole point of the game. Right. That's the point. Hang on. We'll uh, take a break. Uh, more coming yeah. up. Uh, dumber than we thought. So I got to do work you... on my bodybuilding. Okay. You're going to do some curls uh, while we're uh, in mm. the break. We got traffic and weather and more dumber than we thought coming up. Back we go, dumber with we th- dumber than we thought with uh, mm-hmm. Chad Hartman. I uh, haven't seen it yet. We're still awaiting uh, the financial penalty that the former president uh, will receive. Mm-hmm. No news from that as of yet. I do believe, right? 
We're still waiting no, on that? No, nothing. Now, the news right now is that the president is just starting to speak about, um, let's just be blunt, Vladimir yeah. Putin murdering you know, a, the one outspoken critic yep. who never stopped, Alexei Navalny. Uh, and uh, 47 years old, he's in court the day before laughing and chatting with the judge and then a, d- a day later he's dead i'm sure just natural causes sure. you know um there's a documentary about him that's i think is available yeah. on amazon uh that i watched a few years ago and it is I, I encourage anybody to see watch that and again you're reminded that sometimes you know obviously when countries uh, they posture against each other there's propaganda but sometimes it's the truth. And when you look at Vladimir Putin being just an evil, evil person, that is exactly. the truth. That's it. He's a thug. He doesn't care about any norms. He doesn't. I mean, we're about to have an election in uh, Russia next week. I, I can't tell what's going to happen. <laughs> no, I mean, it's really up in the air for me. Breath. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and that's the I'm thing. Sure. I mean, and that's the thing. I mean, when we we you get the text all the time too from people like, oh, that's what's happening here. We've got a, a, a you know a a justice system that's uh, that's been weaponized. It's like this isn't it's not even close no. to what's happening in Russia. So just stop with that. And you see the response today. Joe's taking notes. Joe's taking notes on what it's... Putin's doing. Give me a break, would you please? You're an idiot if you think that way. Yeah. Honestly, what what is wrong with you? And let's let's just also point out that it was a week ago when Trump, unhinged as usual, is talking about NATO, and of course he's exaggerating how much pressure he put on the countries uh, for them to get up to speed. He did. So have other presidents. Yep. But he said, "Well, if they don't pay their money, I'm going to encourage." Yep. Vladimir Putin yeah. to invade their country. The guy who just murdered his opponent. That's who you're to think about where we're at, where for decades the Republican Party in polling would crush the Democrats on questions about defending our country yes. and foreign affairs yes. and standing up the leaders. And now the guy who is the party, there is no party without him. Is tippy-toeing around uh, Vladimir Putin, a man who just killed another opponent, and this happens over and over and over again. And before you come back with me on the sanctions, the sanctions were passed by Congress and sat there for months before, in the end, he reluctantly signed them. Yeah. I just go back to the press conference. Their their dual press con- when they both were yes. together. Oh, he told me they didn't have anything to do with it. Told me to, you know, I'm, I'm good with that. I stop. And by the way, neither one of us wants to vote for Joe Biden. Neither one of us wants him to be on the ballot. Yeah. But remember, if Joe Biden would win, and today he wouldn't. Mm-hmm. But if Joe Biden wins, think about who he's going to surround himself with. They, they may be Democrats who you don't agree with. It, it may not be your political ph- philosophy, but they will be individuals grounded who give a bleep about our Constitution. Yeah. I, next, if Trump wins, the defense secretary 
might be the pool boy at Mar-a-Lago. Yes. I mean, it's it's well, it's just going to be based as long on as it's a family member, right? Yeah. That's that's it. Um, it begs a question because I saw a tweet too saying that the death of Navalny will trigger a huge uh, backlash and that people would actually rise up in Russia. But I'm just, and obviously I'm not an extra expert on Russia nor its people, but there has to be such a large part of that population that does not like Vladimir Putin and doesn't want to be led by Vladimir Putin, but you wonder what kind of recourse they would have. Well, it's happened a few times before, and Navalny has inspired it before. I would, I would expect a pretty significant outpouring this weekend. Now, what is that? Yeah, is that what do they allow? Across? Right. Yeah, I mean, and how many people are just afraid? Yeah. Like, I mean, they they have to be thinking if. Navalny can be killed. Why can't I be killed? Why can't I be put? Let's not forget, this guy was poisoned on a flight after he'd already spent five years in prison, and he almost died. This was the way way, uh, Putin has has killed others, poisoned. And he could have lived his life anywhere at that point. He could have said, fine, I'm going to speak out. I'm going to go to America. I'm going to speak. He went back to Russia to take him on. If all of us just have a drop of the courage that that man showed, Mm -hmm. I'd love to see it. And I would love just to see more people who have been skeptical on Ukraine. And by the way, Ukraine is not the cleanest, most efficiency democracy ever. But here's what's going on. Vladimir Putin will kill his opponents and he will go and try to reclaim land, and he'll look at the lack of response from the United States and say, I'm good to go. And if you think this is all going to stop because nothing happened under Trump, you're kidding yourself. Yeah. What could happen over the next four years? Uh, have you ever been to a monster truck rally? No. <laughs> uh, I've come close with Q, I was going to say that's something to me. About, I would think Q would be interested in that, but it's very noise, very loud. Yes, that's it. He's very sensitive to noise, and I even bought tickets one time in the last five years, and then I talked to a friend, and the friend mentioned, "I go, you went to the monster truck recently," and so we just stumbled into it. And he, and he knows Q. He goes, I just don't think he's going to hold up. It would just be so loud. But they they just pack the place. People love it. Yeah, it's happening this weekend. In fact, it's up on Fox 9 right now. There shows there's a truck that looks like a shark, and it's doing uh, wheelies and stuff. I, 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 if somebody gave me tickets, I'd absolutely would go. I'd go. Yeah. yeah. Great. I'd probably like to have a beverage or two. Sure, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Dragon, Zombie, Monster Mutt, El Toro Loco, Max D, and Gravedigger are the top monster trucks of all time. You know what they are? They aren't woke, Adam. They're not <laughs> no, soft. No. You don't see a lot of wokeness there. Um, no. You got. Uh, you have uh, Major Garrett on today? Yeah. So uh, Major at uh, 1235 Shaletta on her day. Yes. Black Entrepreneur's Day at the uh, Capitol. 
We have uh, Lindsay Whelan on on Caitlin and the Am I Wrong Committee Ooh. at 2.35. And then you yep. at uh, 12.05. Um, lastly, best half in Wolves, best half of a season in Wolves history? Without a doubt. Yeah. Not even close. Yep. Um, the 4 team still should be viewed as their best team. Mm-hmm. Because of what they did. And Jim Pete brought it up yesterday when we were talking, like your show, you can podcast this and mention, you know, how do you think the teams would match up? And, and I, the Wolves offensively have been better of late. This Wolves team, as funny as it seems, with Edwards and with Towns, as talented as they are and as efficient as Conley is, their issue has been offense. The last few games offensively, they have been outstanding. But that Wolves team with KG orchestrating. Yep. They were a very good. They were a top five, six offensive team the entire year. They were top five or six defensive team the entire year. As as great as Ant is and as great as, as Towns is, this team still doesn't have Kevin Garnett. 2003 and 2004 Kevin Garnett, when to me he was the clear-cut best player in the game. But the Wolves that year, Adam, they weren't number one. That much of the year. Right. They were going back and forth to the Spurs, and the Spurs were really number one more of the year. The Wolves, I mean, the last, what is it, two months, almost 90% of the time, they've mm-hmm. been the best team, and they're absolutely rolling. And, I mean, scoring 44 yeah. in the first quarter. I was kidding Jim Pete even in the text because we're building up this stupid story of Rudy wanted – you know, the offense mm-hmm. in front of Finch in the second half. And Jim was bringing it up, and I text him, hey, they scored 44 in the first <laughs> quarter when the offense was in front of the other bench. Yeah. I think it worked out okay. Uh, okay, you got one more set of uh, power snatches to do uh, as you prepare for your show, so we'll cut you loose for this last segment, and we'll we'll do our Friday rewind, and then I'll, re- snatches. Well, Thank yes, you. I'll rejoin you uh, after the news. Thank you. You bet. There he goes. Miss the one and only Chad Hartman, Moose Moose Hartman. <laughs> it's eleven forty eight. The Friday Rewind up next. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time: baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops, or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Don't give me unthinkable. Don't give me unimaginable words that we used to associate with violent shootings that have happened. That's unthinkable. It's unimaginable. Are you freaking kidding me? Because it's uh, totally thinkable, totally imaginable in America. I am so sick of having to come on the air and talk about gun violence because it happens so often and nothing new is ever offered up. Dave is in St. Michael, who's called in on the WCCO talk line. You know, you go to the countries in the Middle East, they don't have a lot of violence because their punishment is so severe that people are afraid to do crimes. My thought on this has always been, what does it take to shoot a gun? It takes a forefinger and a thumb. Now, this sounds crazy, and I know you're going to think it sounds crazy, but first offense with a gun, you remove their forefingers. 
they cannot no longer pull a trigger. Mm -hmm. But you can still live your life. You can still work. Second offense, the thumbs go away. I know you think that's radical, but how do you stop people from shooting guns? Barb has called in from River Falls. Barb, you got a confession for us? So, my brother and I, he's three years older than I am. When I was 15 and learning to drive, he decided to take me out for a drive. I didn't even have a learner's permit, and I hit a mailbox with my mom and dad's car. So the dilemma was, does he tell mom and dad he was driving, or does he tell mom and dad that he let me drive? Well, he told mom and dad he was driving. That was the secret we kept until my mom and dad's 60th wedding anniversary party. And he told everybody. He didn't tell me he was going to tell, but he told everybody at the big party we had. Joining us now is CBS military analyst Jeff McCausland. We've got Tucker Carlson's interview with Putin saying it's absurd to think that I'd go any further than Ukraine. Can we trust him on that? No offense, my friend. You've got to be kidding. Why would you trust Vladimir Putin? Right. This is this a man who said, okay, I, I invaded Georgia in 2008, and I was satisfied with that. Oh, I invaded Ukraine actually in 2014 yeah. and took the Crimea, and took the Donbass, and Smith and Porsche, and started a war then. So he's not trying to recreate the Soviet Union. Now, he wants to be the Tsar Peter. Yeah. So why would anybody who's living in Poland or living in Ukraine or living in Moldova or living in Estonia or living in Latvia or living in Lithuania believe Mr. Putin when he said, no, that's all I really need, any more than Adolf Hitler saying, all I really need is Czechoslovakia. I mean, why would anybody believe that for a moment? So what if you could just swallow a pill that had a little camera that can go through your colon, your intestines, and see if there's any problems. Well, you can. So Dr. Matlock is joining us on the John Schuster Coldwell Banker Hotline. Any funny stories? Anytime? Maybe it didn't didn't come out or uh, see anything strange in there? Well, the occasions when people retrieve the pill are probably the funniest stories because um, if the battery is still working, I get to watch them retrieve it. And, and the we, we even had one patient who managed to retrieve it, wash it off and re-swallow it, which, you know, was not something that really sure what was going on in that person's mind. But uh, I got to see the whole thing. Oh, no. Oh, my God, Doc. That's crazy. <laughs> are heating up and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 